0: you're listening to the Real Health Podcast by Ebony May. I think the day that I decided I didn't want to be vegan anymore, I was going to the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just really looked unhealthy. I actually looked like I was dead. (laughs) Welcome back to the Real Health Podcast. As always, I am your host, Ebony May, and today we're going to be talking all about veganism. A few things to know quickly first... Disclaimer, this podcast, as always, is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should always seek guidance from your medical practitioner before making any changes. This is not individualized. This is me sharing my anecdotal experience with veganism. Also, while we're doing the disclaimers, I may sound a little bit different today, a little bit manly. I have some issues with my sinuses at the moment from hay fever. It's been really bad for my allergies, but you know what? I need to keep showing up and I need to keep producing the podcast. So here I am. I hope that my voice is still enjoyable to listen to even though I sound completely different. So before we dive in, let's do the real recap. This week, as I said, I've had really bad hay fever, kind of been feeling very sorry for myself. I've been seeing my clients, which has been really good. I got a few new clients. We moved Jordan's things down this weekend to Geelong, which was amazing. I'm so excited for him to move in. I think he officially like moves in on Thursday or Friday. So that's tomorrow or the day after if you're listening to this when it goes live on Wednesday. So yeah, it's definitely been been a big week. The giveaway for the podcast, thank you so much for those who entered. I'm sending that today to the person who won, but obviously this is not Wednesday. I'm recording on Tuesday and yeah it's been it's been a good week thank you again to everyone who entered before we dive into today's topic I do want to quickly ask a favor of you if you could please share the podcast whether that's word of mouth or taking a screenshot and showing it on your stories honestly means the world and then we can help more girls and women and men help find what real health means to them so today we're talking all about veganism specifically the five reasons that I quit veganism so just a little bit of a background in terms of Why I went vegan. So I was vegan for 18 months over 2017 and 2018, and I had just started studying. But at this point, we weren't really learning a whole lot about nutrition. It was kind of that basic health science first year. I watched a documentary and kind of just fell in love with the idea that I thought veganism was so healthy and so good for your body, and I started to demonize meat. And keep in mind at this time, I was not qualified at all so I didn't really know how to read an article properly. I didn't know how to search for credible information and when I was looking at documentaries I was kind of taking everything for gospel. So I watched that documentary and then overnight I went vegan. So the reason behind me going vegan was definitely health-based and then once I started to learn more about nutrition I realized that probably veganism isn't the most healthy thing and it definitely every single thing that's vegan doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. I think that we have a really strong connotation between veganism and the word healthy. And so I started to debunk a lot of the views that I initially had when I went into veganism as I was studying. And I felt a real inner conflict about this because I was learning one thing and then I was doing another. But then you might be thinking, okay, why did you stay vegan then if you had this inner conflict? And for me, I fell in love, like I entered veganism for the health reasons, I debunked that through my studies, but then I fell in love with the ethical side of it, the ethical, the sustainable side of it. I knew, and I know now as well, that we do need to not consume as much meat for the environment. And also, it was that ethical side of it. I just, I didn't think that I had to eat meat, and if I didn't have to eat meat, then I wasn't going to, because why should I take life from animals? I remember saying to people, When they asked about the ethical side of it, I said, look, at the end of the day, if I can thrive without eating animals, then I'm going to do that. And I quickly realized, and we're going through the five reasons now, that I couldn't really thrive. And this is just my opinion. This is, you know, through my studies, this is what I'm comfortable sharing. A lot of people may think and may be thriving in their own own way on a vegan diet. And to that, I say, amazing, good for you. But for me, the things that I know and the way that I felt when I was vegan, I definitely was not thriving. So the five reasons that I quit veganism. Number one, I had really awful side effects. I had deficiencies and it just was not a good time. And it was really hard for me because I was studying nutrition and then all these things were going to pot. And I was thinking, how am I meant to be a nutritionist when I'm actually not healthy? And so some of the side effects I had was bad digestion and I was always really gassy. Like I would fart all the time, like all the time. And I thought that that was kind of normal. You get used to things and you forget what's actually normal for your own body. But now that's a completely different story. Like, of course I still fart, like everyone farts, but it was all the time. It perpetuated a really bad relationship with food for me because I was constantly going to places and saying, oh, I can't have this or I can't have that. Another side effect was bad skin. So this is when my acne started happening. And I also would always have cuts on the sides of my mouth. So like slits, like when you would open your mouth, it would hurt because they were cut like on the outside and then at also um on digestion i was always bloated like incredibly bloated some of this would have been an overlap because i was eating gluten at the time but a lot of it i think was because my digestion wasn't great because a lot of the things that i was eating was either processed like to the extreme because it was pretend meat or those sorts of things to get the protein in or it was just vegetables and then also my energy was not great like i had really really low energy and I think that some people might be listening, and th- if you are vegan, and probably thinking, well, you just didn't do it right. A hundred percent, I definitely didn't um, eat the like. If I, if, for example, if right now for some reason I was forced to go vegan again, I would do it quite differently, and I'm sure that the uh, the side effects wouldn't be as pronounced. But it definitely. It did not work for me and I did have those side effects and I tried so hard to combat it, but I do think that a lot of those things were to do with the fact that I was vegan at the time. And obviously there's going to be overlapping factors, like I said. So number two was nutrient value absorption and bioavailability. There's no vegan source of complete protein. And when I say complete protein, what I mean is that it's containing all the essential amino acids. So we have amino acids that we can produce ourselves, but then we have others that we cannot. So we need to be able to consume it from other places. And the only way that we can get all of that in one food is when it's an animal product. It can be achieved through plant products when you have different ones. And this is called complementary proteins, which means you're grouping together different plant sources which contain different amino acids to achieve all the essential amino acids. But this has been found to be a lesser quality of protein. Another thing is B12. So if you're vegan, you'll definitely be taking a B12 supplement. B12 is found in plant sources like edible blue green algae, but it's so important to consider the bioavailability of the vitamin within the source. And for this case, any natural occurring vegan B12 source, the B12 is inactive. And thus, it's not available for us to actually use within the body. So it's kind of useless. So if you are vegan, the only way that you can actually get active B12 and B12 that's going to be a bioavailable to you is by supplements. Iron is another important one, which I've spoken about before. And we all know that there are plant-based sources of iron, such as spinach and lentils and beans. And these are known as non-heme iron sources, but the absorption rate is far less than animal sources. This is also known as heme iron sources. So when we look at the absorption rate for iron on a mixed westernized diet, including meats, it's at 18% compared to a vegetarian diet, so this isn't even vegan, so compared to a vegetarian diet, an absorption rate of only 10%. So it's actually recommended that iron intake for vegetarians is 80% higher than non-vegetarians. So you have to eat so much more iron-rich foods than a non-vegetarian or a non-vegan to be able to get adequate iron. And then it's still said that the quality of iron isn't as good when it's non-heme compared to when it's heme. And there's a lot more I could talk about on number two in terms of nutrient density and um, bioavailability but I don't want it to be boring and those are the sort of main things that affected me gut health is number three so something I do regularly now is consume bone broths which contain collagen which then forms gelatin once cooked down so bone broths are very nutrient rich and are great for the gut And great for gut health, which is something that I struggled with in the past, as I said at the start, I did have some digestive issues, which definitely impacted me a lot. So gelatin contains an amino acid called glutamine, which is great for the immune system, but also prevents leaky gut by aiding the maintenance of the intestinal wall. Gelatin also has the ability to bind to water, which can help food move through the digestive tract easily. So I saw massive differences after reintroducing bone broth into my diet once I quit veganism. Number four is dining out reduced choices, which then made me choose unhealthy options. So there were definitely times when I went out and the only thing, and I think it would be different now, I think there's a lot more vegan options, many times chips was the only option because places cooked their vegetables in butter or, you know, X, Y, Z, there was always something that it was just too difficult for them. So in other cases, I found myself just not eating or eating fruit in excess as it was the only quick and easy option on the go, which led to digestive discomfort. So we all know that we there are great options out there for on the go, but finding a vegan one was really difficult for me, and I would just turn to unhealthy foods. And again, like you could say, this is my effort. 100%, I probably could have done better, but that is just what had happened. I was, instead of ordering the fish and vegetables, I was getting chips. So this definitely contributed to my overall lapse in health. The final one number five is restriction. A vegan diet is incredibly restrictive and I know some people in a vegan diet may not agree with me here because I know there is a lot that you can eat but it's in terms of choice and availability and for me at the time I felt very very restricted and it was as simple as just going to my friend's house and then their mum having no options that are vegan so I would just have a bowl of vegetables again and yes vegetables are really good for you but If that's the only thing that you're eating, you're really getting a lack of diversity and that's not a good thing either. The other thing is that it just doesn't play well on your mind when you know that you can't get all the nutrients you need from food. And this is the type of restriction I... I, dealt with as well even with b12 and iron and stuff like that sometimes you need to supplement and it just did not sit well with me that I couldn't get these things from food and I do supplement occasionally now but it did just feel incredibly restrictive the fact that my diet was so restrictive that I had to supplement with vitamins otherwise I would start forming deficiencies it just yeah it just really didn't sit well with me so I think the day that I decided I didn't want to be vegan anymore I was going to the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror I just really looked unhealthy. I did not look vibrant. I didn't, I didn't have that like color to my skin. I just, I actually looked like I was dead. And it then sort of cascaded into me having these discussions with friends and there was a lot of guilt involved as well going from a vegan diet to a non-vegan diet. And I do also want to preface that I'm not advocating for a carnivore diet. I'm currently, I am currently eat meat quite rarely. I love tuna and salmon and eggs. Um, and I also think that as a society, particularly in Australia, we eat far too much meat. So I'm not advocating for the opposite, but I think that there needs to be more balance around it. And I definitely do notice a difference mentally when I'm I know that I can eat those foods and also physically when I am eating those foods. So very rarely, like I said, will I eat uh, red meat and then most of the time it is fish. And then there's plenty of times I'll go to this, uh, the supermarket for my weekly shop and I won't get any meat. So it's definitely not like I'm eating it all the time. But yes, I do have it occasionally. So yeah, that that wraps up this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I definitely have been asked many times since I, like early days of the pod to talk about why I quit veganism. These are just a few reasons why, and yeah, I think that this is how I thrive, by eating plant-based foods, but also incorporating some meats and eggs as well. So yes, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Until then, I wish you happiness and real health.